Good morning, and thank you for joining us on what I believe to be a historic day for the Stollery Children's Hospital. I am joined today by MLA Martin Long, who's the Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health, by Dr. Lyle Oberg, the Executive Board Chair for the Alberta Health Services, by Karen Faulkner, the Interim CEO of the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation, and both of all of these individuals are dedicated advocates who work tirelessly to ensure that the Stollery can continue to provide world-class care to children and their families. Additionally, I'd like to extend a warm welcome to Shelley Cormier, a parent of one of the patients here at the Stollery, actually two of the patients at the Stollery because both her children have been part of the Stollery. I was talking to them earlier. And uh, just wanna thank you for being here, Shelley, and your lovely family. Before we begin, <clears throat> I'd like to take a minute to offer my sincere gratitude to the dedicated healthcare providers, staff, and volunteers who provide exceptional care to Alberta's youngest patients. Your unwavering dedication and compassion make a profound difference in the lives of countless families. The Stollery has not only some of the brightest minds in medicine, but it also excels in providing patients and families with the intangibles, with kindness, with empathy, and maybe most importantly, with hope. The team here at the Stollery meets children and their families during some of their darkest moments. Moments filled with worry, with uncertainty, and fear of the unknown. In times of crisis, the intangible aspects of care matter greatly. And for that, I say thank you. And I know everyone here thanks you as well. The Stollery Children's Hospital receives more than 300,000 children annually. Can you imagine 300,000 children cross through these doors? And actually they're spread out over 11 sites. It serves a geographical area of more than 500,000 square kilometers, and it has among the highest inpatient volumes of any children's hospital in Canada. While the staff go above and beyond to deliver world-class care, it is clear that more space is needed to support the growing number of patients and to ensure our providers can continue treating the unique and complex needs of children and young Albertans. Building a standalone stallery will not only enhance pediatric care, but will also significantly contribute to broader patient capacity in Edmonton. By freeing up the existing space, we can reallocate resources to better serve adult patients, ensuring improved healthcare services for Edmonton and the surrounding areas. With Alberta's population growing, our government recognizes recognizes that expanding capacity needs to be a priority. Our government is committed to making smart, strategic investments in health facilities and equipment to ensure that all Albertans have access to the quality health care they deserve. Last year, our government committed $3 million to supporting the planning for a standalone Stollery facility. And today, I am pleased to share that we are building on that commitment. If passed, Budget 2024 will include a substantial investment in healthcare capital projects 
and programs right across our province. This will include an additional $17 million for a total investment of $20 million over three years to advance plans for a new standalone Stollery Children's Hospital. To date, the planning process has been considering several needs and priorities, including increased capacity to serve Alberta's growing population, larger, larger clinical spaces, more private rooms, and spaces built specifically for children and their families to support them during their time in the hospital. We want kids to be kids even while they're in the hospital. It is important that our plans put children and families first while also recognizing the need to upgrade facilities so that healthcare providers can access new technologies and have the space they need to continue refining their skills and areas of expertise. A new standalone hospital has been a dream for many for a very long time, and we want to make that dream a reality. I'd like to recognize and thank those who have supported and advocated for a new facility over the years, especially our healthcare providers, and the Stollery Hospital Foundation. Together, we will plan a state-of-the-art children's hospital that meets the needs of Albertans and ensures children receiving care can go on to lead long, healthy lives and become astronauts like this lovely young lady over here wants to be. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to invite um, Parliamentary Secretary Martin Long to say a few words. Again, thank you so much for being here. Good morning, and thank you for making time to be here today to celebrate another step forward in building health care access for young Albertans. We'd like to echo Minister LaGrange's thanks to the staff at the Stollery and members of the Stollery Hospital Foundation who have been incredible advocates for children's health. The Stollery, as it stands, has an incredible impact on helping children and youth, guiding families through what are often stressful times. Its reach extends beyond the physical space itself, intricately connected with, our, with facilities across our province, including in the rural communities that I am so proud to represent as Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health. I was recently on a tour in a facility in rural Alberta where the staff described their, their interaction with the Stollery. They have a portal in that facility that links them directly to the Stollery when needed. And one evening, a mum came in in labour and it turned out that the, it was going to be a breech birth Without enough time to get the mom to an, a different facility, they relied on that portal access with the Stollery staff to guide them through the process to ensure that the mom and the baby both came out of that circumstance alive and healthy. That is one example of countless stories of the impact the Stollery has on rural families in that particular case, that rural family was able to stay in its community and have the Stollery come to them. In many circumstances, those families 
experience the stallery in its full capacity by coming in through the doors here. As a government, our goal is to make sure that as many Albertans as possible have access to the care they need. And that we do our very best to make sure healthcare providers, staff and volunteers have the resources they need and are empowered to do their jobs to the best of their abilities. As the province continues to grow, we understand additional space is needed to support more children and young Albertans. This investment means a commitment to the future of our great province and the future of this great, great facility. The additional funding that has been allocated here is an important step for the planning and preparation for a standalone facility. The increased capacity and vision of a welcoming, family-friendly space means we can give families the best possible experience. We know the Stollery saves lives. We want to make sure that as many children as possible can receive life-saving treatment from the world-class physicians that choose to practice right here. I have no doubt that a new Stollery Children's Hospital will succeed in doing all of this and much, much more. I look forward to this new facility and the level of, level of care we will be able to offer young Albertans. I'd like to now invite Dr. Lyle Oberg to provide a few remarks. Thank you very much, Martin, and thank you very much to the Minister and to Karen for inviting me here. This is a great day. Um, this is a day that has been a long time in coming. For those of you who know my background or may not know, I was actually here when this facility, when the University Hospital started growing, um, when it started. We then saw the Stollery join in as a hospital within a hospital. And now I think we're taking the next logical step which is a standalone facility, a standalone children's hospital for the children of Alberta. And I, I just couldn't be happier. <laughs> Alberta Health Services is 100% on board with this decision. It's 100% on board with staffing and running the new facility as it becomes reality. And I want the minister to know and government to know and, and everyone here to know that we will do everything we can to cooperate to ensure that this facility is the top-notch facility in North America. So. I want to also personally thank two people, and I, I know I'm no longer in politics, but I do know the work that they've done, and I know the support that they have. I want to thank Premier Danielle Smith, and I want to thank Minister Adriana LaGrange for all the incredible work and advocacy they've done on this facility. Sometimes you don't see it in the media, sometimes you don't see it. I see it behind the scenes, and the support that they have given for this facility is absolutely incredible. So, ladies and gentlemen, on, I have four grandchildren in northern Alberta, and I just want to say thank you very much for all of this. Thank you. Hi there. I'm Karen Faulkner. I'm the interim president and CEO of the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. Good morning, and thank you, Minister LaGrange, Dr. Uh, Dr. Oberg and MLA Long, uh, and everyone for being here. On behalf of our foundation and the Board of Trustees, 
I want to start by saying how incredibly excited we are uh, for what this funding means for our families and the Stollery kids. We stand here today in the building that Stollery calls home, but it was never built with kids in mind. Stollery is woven throughout an adult hospital that was built for fewer patients and simpler challenges. Children's hospitals are different. They make kids feel special and help take away some of the feelings of being so lost and so alone. They make families as comfortable as possible during the hardest time of their life and they bring hope. Our vision for a new Stollery Children's Hospital includes the construction of a state-of-the-art building, matching world-class care, and family-friendly family spaces for patients and loved ones, and a hospital that focus, focuses on physical health and mental health. Today's announcement of continuing, in the, uh, continuing funding in the Alberta budget will take us one step closer to a new stallery. To our community of supporters in backyards across Alberta who rallied to advocate for a new stallery, thank you. Thank you for every lawn sign planted, every event held, every family story told, and every email sent to your MLA. You made this happen. Thank you to Minister LaGrange and your government for seeing the very real need in this hospital. Today is a demonstration of how government and community can work together. We are ready to work with you to bring this vision to life and when the time is right to raise up to $250 million from the community towards the new hospital. And many of our supporters who are very engaged in this are here today in this room. For now, I want to underscore the utmost gratitude to you and to the Government of Alberta. This is absolutely, without a doubt, the best, most needed, most necessary step that can be taken right now for families across Alberta and beyond. Thank you. Now it, it's my pleasure to introduce Shelley, uh, mom of two remarkable kids, rebar remarkable mom, and uh, her children are Savannah and Tristan, and she'll say a few words about what this hospital means to them. For more than a decade, I've walked the halls of the Stollery Children's Hospital navigating the complexities of parenthood with two medically fragile children. Our journey began with Tristan, just a year old, facing severe anemia and seizures. It was a very challenging time for our family, one that saw us admitted to the Stollery for over a month. Then came our daughter, Savannah's diagnosis of juvenile idiopathic arthritis, uveitis and glaucoma at the age of five. Since then, we've leaned on the expertise of the specialists and the ongoing infusion treatments provided here at the Stollery. 
But our journey took an unexpected turn when our son, at two and a half years old, suffered a tragic burn accident. For more than 30 days, we found ourselves again in the care of the Stollery, witnessing firsthand the dedication of its staff in life-saving procedures, including grafting and laser treatments and dozens of surgeries, alongside the Burn Treatment Centre team. We're incredibly grateful for the specialists and the exceptional care provided by the Stollery team, yet alongside our gratitude lies a stark concern. Time and time again, we've witnessed incidents outside the hospital walls that no child should endure or see, from fistfights to drug use, from profanity to intoxication. It begs the question, should our children already battling illness and injury be subjected to such environments? I firmly believe that answer is no. Now more than ever, we must unite to advocate for our new purpose-built children's hospital, a sanctuary where our children can heal in safety and tranquility, shielded from the harsh realities beyond. A haven where parents can find solace knowing their children are protected and nurtured in a space designed with kids and families in need and in mind. Imagine the relief of stepping outside with your child, breathing clean air surrounded by peace. A purpose-built stallery would not only offer a family-focused environment, but also quicker access to care, minimizing the wait times, and maximi maximizing recovery chances. Let's join forces in our call to action. Let's champion our children's health and well-being. Together, let's pave the way for a future where every child in need receives the care in a dedicated, safe space, a purpose-built Stollery Children's Hospital. On behalf of all the families of the Stollery and other parents, thank you. So I'm happy to take questions. I'll turn it over to Andrea right now. All right, thanks everyone. Uh, just a note to any media on the, in the room or on the phones that all of our speakers today are available to answer any questions you have. So um, with that being said, just a reminder, we're gonna stick to one question and one follow-up and please state your name and outlet for the record. If you're here in person, please line up at the mic and we'll start with those in the room. So first at the mic, please go ahead. Hi, Minister. Brianna Karsten-Smith with Global Edmonton. Um, I'll just pretend I can see you. Oh, there I can see there you. you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I want to start on the PharmaCare uh, opting out uh, that you chatted about yesterday. Typically, when a province decides to opt out of a program, uh, they're only allowed to seek compensation if they guarantee that the same spirit of the federal program is then enacted in the province. So I'm wondering if you'll commit to making drugs for both diabetes and birth control free to all Albertans who are not covered by opting out of this program. Well, Brianna, I'm sorry I can't see you, but uh, I can hear your question. Uh, uh, what I would say is that we already provide over 5,000 drugs through our robust PharmaCare program here in Alberta, which include diabetes medication, which includes uh, birth control medication. So um, we would be absolutely willing to enhance those programs. All we need is the federal government to provide those dollars to us, and we will make sure that we enhance the programs. Because we do have, as I um, specified yesterday in my, uh, my interviews that uh, we have a very robust pharmacare program here in Alberta. 
So just clarifying, you are committing to making those two drugs free to anyone who's not covered? Well, it's not just two drugs. It's a series of different types of drugs and different types of processes, whether, you know, with birth control, it's, it's uh, pills, but there's also in uterine devices, et cetera. So it's, it's the gamut of what's available. So what we currently have available um, and fund, we would look to enhance those, absolutely. But we need the dollars to do that. We want to avoid the bureaucracy. I don't think the federal government understands the, that provinces do have processes in place. They have suppliers. They have an administrative um, network already set up. And they're looking to provide new, um, you know, something different, which adds bureaucracy and administrative burden on top of what we already have. So give us the dollars, we'll spend it in those areas. And I, I have to wonder, is this actual universal uh, health care when, in fact, um, they're just providing in two specific areas, diabetes and birth control? My understanding of pharmacare and universal health care encompasses all medications. Okay, I'll take that as a yes. Just on the infrastructure funding, um, in 2023, the Premier put out a mandate letter to Mr. Guthrie uh, asking him to accelerate the construction timelines and reduce cost of hospital projects. Can you give us a timeline on when we would see a standalone stallery open and then also with the South Edmonton Hospital, when that project, which has been stalled, will actually physically open? Just timelines on those two projects when they'll open. Well, we have to do more planning, and that's why we're making this announcement on today. On the South Edmonton on, Hospital, do you have to do more planning? On though? the uh, Stollery Hospital, we are actually going to do further planning. And on the South Edmonton Hospital, we are pausing to have a more comprehensive look at, um, at uh, how we can... Uh, better serve the needs of Edmontonians and uh, all of the North Alberta that utilizes uh, facilities within Edmonton. When we look at um, the fact that when we build the new standalone stallery, it will actually free up over 200 adult spaces here at, at uh, the hospital we're currently in. So no timelines. All right, next question. No timelines please. at this point in time. Hi, Minister. Shailan Skolsky here with CTV News here in Edmonton. Um, additional hospital space is great, but my understanding is what actually delayed children's surgeries back in December was a lack of staff and, and doctors to uh, treat the children in those beds. So what is being done to recruit and retrain doctors and nurses to this new facility and others? Well, we are continuing with our robust, uh, and I hate to use the word robust, but it is robust. Um, I don't want to overuse that word. Uh, we are continually having a... Um, uh, continuing working with our workforce strategy to ensure that we have the staffing, not just at this hospital, but at all hospitals across Alberta. Um, I would invite Dr. Oberg up to speak to that uh, a little bit more fully as he represents the Alberta Health Services. Thank you very much, Minister. And obviously, when you open a new hospital, there has to be a tremendous amount of new staff. Uh, we're currently, as the Minister stated, have uh, several initiatives going that are looking at uh, recruiting new staff. In the last 10 days, we've hired 250 more frontline staff, and uh, we're certainly pushing that forward. We recognize that we need it. We recognize that we need more full-time staff, and we're certainly, certainly moving in that direction. Just to follow up and one additional question, uh, 250 frontline staff in the last 10 days, do you have any estimates in terms of how many have been hired in the last year to ensure that these workforce strategies are in fact working? And then uh, just another question for the minister, in terms of specific commitments there will be in the budget to support family physicians, we've heard an ongoing concerns from that group in order to retain those professionals here in Alberta. 
Yeah, I don't, do not have the numbers for the whole last year, but as I say, there was 215 in the last 10 days, which is great. Uh, we're going out and hiring nurses, we're going out and hiring LPNs, we're hiring assistants, uh, we're hiring frontline staff. And uh, I want to reiterate that. The frontline staff are incredibly important. They're incredibly important to this facility, the new Stollery facility, and every other facility in Alberta. Thank you, Dr. Oberg. And I would add to that that uh, also the College of Physicians and Surgeons have streamlined their processes, in particular with physicians. And I know that in the last six months alone, they've registered over 260 no, sorry, it's over 300 physicians uh, to practice in Alberta, of which about 170 were family physicians. And that number continues to grow. Uh, you'll have to stay tuned for the budget and uh, look at the line item on physicians. But I will stand by our commitment to uh, making sure that we have uh, family physicians and clinics and practices across Alberta that uh, are able to um, be properly funded and sustainable for the long term. And with that, um, I'll just remind everyone of the $257 million of funding that we allocated before Christmas uh, to sustain family uh, practices. And then uh, just look forward to, to budget day and, and sharing more information at that time. All right, thanks everyone. Seeing no more questions at the mic, gonna turn over to those on the phone. And just a reminder that we are gonna stick to one question and one follow-up. First on the phone, please go ahead. Catherine Gagowski, Alberta Today. Hi, thanks for taking my question. So I'm hoping you can explain what the difference is in planning that has already been done and what will be in this round of planning. I'm sorry, could do you repeat the question? I couldn't hear you very well. Oh, sure. So what is going to be done in this advanced stage of planning? Okay, so, so this uh, level of planning will now go into the next stage where it really uh, starts to look at um, where will this facility go, what is going to be incorporated within the walls of that facility, how do we then um, uh, take that to the next phase of a business plan, a functional plan, which then leads to the design and, and build stage. So this really just takes it up a notch. Before it was conceptual, now we're making it uh, become very real. Catherine, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, so we're, the, the South Edmonton Hospital had been promised, um, but now is on pause. So how, how do we know that the same thing won't happen with the salary? because I'm committing to making sure that this planning uh, goes along very, very quickly and that uh, we all know that there is a need for this. Um, the current stollery, as I indicated earlier, is, I understand, spread out over 11 different sites. Uh, when I came to tour it here a few months ago, you know, we were walking all over the place, as uh, was indicated by Shelley. You know, you're in amongst all the adults. There's, you know, the mental health space for children is very small, very limited. There's a huge need. When we look across Edmonton and surrounding area, there's many hospitals dedicated to adults. There's only one dedicated to children in the north, and that's the Stollery. It deserves to be a standalone, and we will make sure it happens. All right, operator, please put through the next in the queue. 
Rick Bell, Post Media. Uh, good morning. I have a question. I'm not sure if it's for the health minister or for Dr. Oberg, uh, for whom this will be a very familiar question from past days. What do you what do you say to frontline healthcare workers, such as nurses, for instance, who want substantial pay increases in their negotiations and whose requests are far uh, away from what the government is or AHS is currently offering? Well. Um they call it negotiations because that's exactly what happens. You negotiate. They start with a starting point. We start with a starting point, and then we get to hopefully what will be a happy medium. Um, what I would say is nurses are valuable healthcare professionals. They do an amazing job. Um, you know, I've got nurses in my family, um, in, in my extended family, et cetera, and, and all of us have interacted with nurses. They do a tremendous job, but uh, we, we do have to go through the negotiation process and get to a place where uh, we can all be happy and move forward. And uh, supplementary, um, this budget that's coming out on Thursday, the Premier already indicated in the TV address that there would have to be some restraint in spending. So given the fact that she said there has to be some restraint in spending, not cuts, but definitely reductions from spending increases of the past, how can you possibly get to a happy medium when I'm just doing a rough math, the happy medium for nurses would be like a 10% or 15% pay raise this year. So, uh, yes, it's negotiations, but how firm a, a line in the sand are you going to draw when it comes to these uh, uh, this bargaining? Well, negotiations, as I said, uh, Rick, are just that. They, they're a back and forth, and uh, I know having been involved in negotiations throughout uh, my time as education minister and previously when I was school board trustee, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of give and take. Uh, there's also, um, you know, items that are of a mon monetary value, but there's always uh, what are considered no-cost items, but there's always a cost to those as well. I don't want to preempt the negotiations, so I'll leave it to the negotiators to uh, to come up with uh, a settlement that works for everyone. All right. Thanks, everyone. Noting we have no one else in the queue, that wraps up our press conference today. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Thank you.